interesting thought process. That's a great, great question. Oh, that's really hard. Oh my God, I didn't realize it was going to be like this. Wow, that's a good question. Another uh, uh, good but difficult question. Welcome to Casual Conversations with your host, Mike Oppenheim. Hi, everybody. This is Mike Oppenheim, and thank you so much for your premium subscription to the Mikey Op Network. As promised and planned, we provide you with one bonus podcast every month and also other goodies. But this is your podcast for the month of November, but the theme is for the day that just transpired, which is Halloween, October 31st. So I, of course, have my resident uh, brother expert, Sam Oppenheim, on the program again. Um, Probably my favorite guest, even if that offends anyone. Sorry, but, like, you're not my brother. Uh, So Sam uh, had this idea. He loves history, and he loves research, and he loves uh, culture, and he loves Halloween. Um, I couldn't be any more opposite when it comes to Halloween. I've never liked it. Even as a kid, I remember not liking it. Um, I'm not anti-Halloween. I just have so many issues with, like, masks and chaos and people, and it's just never been my thing. But I do respect it and like it, and I want to kind of learn about it. So Sam has offered to come on and sort of, like, talk about what he's learned researching not only Halloween, but Dia de los Muertos, I believe, and other stuff. So I'm going to throw the mic at my brother metaphorically and let him take the lead. Hey, guys. I'm hoping to do a casual conversation series occasionally where I'm your resident historian. I studied anthropology, archaeology, and I'm a history teacher. So I want to bring in some of that about the death process, mortality, you know, why do we bury people? Why do we cremate people? But I wanted to start with Halloween, which is a great, you know, jumping off point to talk about you know coffin talk are you ever worried have you been worried about like them trick-or-treating because i'm like horrified by this trunk or treat movement it just sounds like the stupidest thing ever it's just like such an first of all it's a to me a stereotypical american reaction to over sensationalizing like the threat of something and then secondly it just i'd rather just tell my kids sorry halloween's canceled like i just can't imagine anything more abysmal than showing up to a parking lot and walking between cars i mean half the fun of halloween for me when it was fun was like seeing like the interior of someone's house and like ringing the doorbell and interacting with adults and stuff Okay, so I don't know about trunk or treat. I'm Googling it while you talk You're to me. You're kidding me. You've it. never heard of tr- I am blown away. First of all, I'm proud. I am proud of my brother, everyone. He's He is a 43 or 44-year-old man with two kids, and he doesn't know what trunk or treat is. That's awesome. And it's funny, too. So I think it's, re- yeah. I think it's regional. So remember, okay. I raised my kids in an urban area. Yeah. And trick-or-treating there was weird. Real quick, just for people listening, he, he has now moved into the suburbs of New York City, but his kids all the way until the youngest one was, I believe, five, maybe even six, lived in and in, in Queens, New York, like right next to a subway station, you know. Right. So in that part of Queens, the, what kids did is they trick-or-treated at the public stores on the main strip. Okay. And there was a, a public Halloween parade where, like, you know, elected Congress people and the police chiefs, like, walked down the street with kids behind them for, like, a significant distance. It's, like, a big deal. Well, let me go back to the main question, which is, have you ever been worried about your – like, if your kids this year say, like, we want to walk alone and go to houses and trick-or-treat, would you say no? Well, so I th- what I was getting at is the safety issue, right? Yeah, just, exactly. It depends on where you live, right? Yeah. So in, in, in an urban area, some people trick-or-treat in their own apartment building. Uh-huh. And they have signals like you put a sticky note on your door and then it means you can ring the doorbell. Yeah. You know, and and, uh, some parents take their kids trick or treating. A lot of times I'm the doorbell rings. You know, I'm at a house now and a little kid comes to my door and the parents are on the corner of the street or on the sidewalk or in a car. Even I've had parents drive down my block slowly 
as their kids trick or treat. I encounter the same thing here, but what I'm really getting at is I'm asking, I'm not like trying to get you to say something, but I'm just curious, like your oldest daughter is 11. Like what age would you, and I guess gender matters to some people and doesn't to others, but you can let it matter for sure. But like, what age would you be totally cool with your daughter? I'm not saying her name because it's, you know, privacy reasons. Um, just like leaving the house with a group of friends to go trick-or-treating in your neighborhood, in, in where you live in outside New York City. So I would not let her go alone, but I would let her go with friends. Yeah. Okay. Because I trust my neighborhood. Okay. Mostly. I think in general, we need to trust our kids in groups. Yeah. Trusting a kid alone is different. Yeah, no, no, totally. I think totally. in general, we need to trust our kids in groups. No, no, I'm not asking about alone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think in general, groups of kids are safe. What are And don't guess for other parents. I'm just asking you, what do you yeah. think... Like, what are the, like, the top three reasons you would say no or, like, be hesitant when, like, a nine-year-old asks? Like, what is the, like, threat is what I'm trying to get at. Okay, so the, the number one cause of injury on Halloween, I think, is car. Okay. Which means that kids are crossing a street and they're not looking both ways. That's reasonable. I've never even thought of that. I'm such a bad parent. That's very reasonable. All right, what's number two? Um, uh, probably dental. issues with candy do you understand that most people are worried that like someone's gonna put like a nail in their kids candy but i've listened to numerous podcasts refuting that i've listened to numerous podcasts that examine the fallacy of this fear (laughs) of like razor blades in your candy and like injected poison in your candy like with a syringe like people aren't evil towards kids in general and even people who are evil aren't evil towards kids in general. Like, it's just not a, it's a real fear, but it's not a real statistical threat. <laughs> That's the quote for sure when we put PR on this episode. <laughs> even evil people in general aren't evil towards, it's so true. Um, okay. Hey, everyone. That's it for the free version of this podcast. If you want to hear the full one, just head over to MikeyUp.com and become a premium subscriber. That's M-I-K-E-Y-O-P-P dot com. Thanks for listening.